Hi, I'm Luke. I just want to give you a bit of an insight into the Saturday afternoon team. We're a bunch of unique individuals, Mansell, Hughes, Williams, Suckling, Nicolo and myself. We're going to engage with our minds and our hearts. We're going to exchange ideas, thoughts and even our energy. And to speak from your heart, you need to have courage. You need to be honest and authentic. We're not always going to get it right and sometimes you're not going to agree with us. But that's okay because just like you, we care. Just like you, we're passionate about the game. So if you want to come along for the ride, join us on Saturday Arvos because we just love sport. Yes, and welcome to another delicious episode of The Shedcast. I am here with Kane, Big Cock, Williams. Irish Spring Ring Ring. Cheesy Hughes, Bryce the Suck Suckling, what a man. Aaron, Dickamonious, Dickalo, Nicolo. <laughs> Aiden, Brian, Coverdale, look and chase a motherfucker, man, so he's here. And of course, my name is Luke as well. Ham and cheese gun. <laughs> Gentlemen, what another exciting week of sport it has been. And another weekend of sport coming up as well. We've finally got some decent microphones too. We can all finally hear. Cameron, how's your microphone going, mate? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If I if I speak, I am uh, I'm in I'm in trouble. (laughs) So now all four of our fans can. No, actually, we've got ten subscribers now on YouTube. We got like um, sixty views on on the last one. That's pretty. We thank you guys when we get the plaque next week (laughs) for a hundred thousand. We'll thank you all, OG subscribers. I'm Uh, expecting by the end of this year to be living in a uh, in an apartment that over. Looks well, the River Tyrants. I, I reckon we I reckon could be boxing flight game. reacts in a YouTube boxing session. Well, I will know. say that after my comments in the last one, uh, Jake Paul has DM'd me and uh, is going to spark me out. Apparently, that's uh... Wales is your city. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's not mess around. We've currently got a bit of uh, Burnley Everton brewing on the TV at the moment. Bryce is in his fresh new Everton shirt for some reason for some reason I see Bryce's pants has gone up at the side of Hummers which is interesting yes amen brother (laughs) so what we want to touch on first is a a bit of the the Premier League once again and the results last week as well we talked uh, a little bit about the Brighton and Liverpool game Mm -hmm. uh, before things kicked off and we said that it would be an absolute smashing that one for Liverpool but it was a bit of a (laughs) 1-1 so we are a bunch of fraudulent boys. Uh, another game that was certainly interesting was the Chelsea Tottenham snooze fest. <laughs> Just the one goal in that Is one. Is it a snooze Timo fest because your team lost, or it was a draw? I I played it. Yeah, I, I, I played it going to bed every night. It just helped me not it was. off. So it was nice. Absolutely. But I think the biggest moment of last weekend was certainly uh, Edison Cavani. Mate, that would have had your pants rising, surely, Mr. Nicolo. Can we just get a round of applause for uh, the tactical genius that is Ole for bringing on a player when he needs to score goals? That is, it, it's good. What are you? How did you feel about the game, Aaron? What did you did you watch it? I was asleep, unfortunately. <laughs> Such a big Man United fan. I love them so much. Part of the season. Christmas is coming in what twenty days, and you're not even watching your team. What's going on? Is it just because they're playing boring football? You just can't really stand it. It's just, I guess, unfortunately, that they're playing games at unfortunate hours. Yeah, that is. Yep. Well, 
this week again, another big week, and it's really and important. Not, like, I'm going to just fucking cut in here. My prediction about City was right. They fucking went off, <laughs> and De Bruyne gave me the big hard cock in fantasy. Sorry, if we can just if we can just rewind to the previous week though of Kane's five minute rant on how much of a fraud Riyad Mahrez is, and he scores yeah, that. Has to be spoken about. Doesn't we it? we kind of have to mention that. So yeah, you might have like got your big cock out for De Bruyne. Um, but you went back down to two inches flat yep. when Mares proved you wrong. Mares has had his one game of the season now, hasn't he? And, you know, he's just going to do nothing for the rest of the season. It is going to be so funny when Mares scores another hat-trick tonight. <laughs> it really just shows just, how just much five-year football fans really know about the game. <laughs> <That's> exactly <laughs> we, are, we are almost as big of frauds as Ole. Oh, no one can be as big a fraud as Ole, mate. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong there. Let's get to the uh, the Premier League games for this week. Fans finally allowed back at the stadiums. Perfect timing as well for the Chelsea-Leeds game. Uh, two teams that podcast. absolutely hate each other here <laughs> on the Chelsea podcast. podcast. <laughs> Another delicious game as well, Tottenham-Arsenal. We're going to go over the Chelsea Leeds game, or hey, we're going to go over the Chelsea Leeds. I mean, if why would we bother? This would be a boring game. We no, used no. to be a rivalry before Luke was a fan when Abramovich bought the club in the 1950s when I was still no, in the, in the sack. Actually, in the early 2000s as well, <laughs> in mate. In the 90s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, to be fair though, who gives a fuck about Leeds? I do because a lot of people. used to play for him, mate. <laughs> I would go out on a limb and say Leeds are a bigger club than Cardiff. Absolutely, that's I think, absolutely I think, true. I think Chesterfield's a bigger club than. How many <laughs> how many Welsh cups do Leeds have? Oh, I reckon oh, the zero? local Adelaide Comets zero? are probably a bigger club than Cardiff. See, I reckon you'll find more Comets fans in Adelaide than Cardiff fans. Yeah, that is a very good point. Well, it's almost as if it's, it's two different countries. It's weird that because Comets are from Adelaide as well, so oh. you would assume that Adelaide. It's better. almost as if it's going back to the famous <laughs> Pizza Hut debate between two different things. But don't bring up pizza, mate. It makes me want a Woodville pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Woodfield Pizza, we don't talk about pizza in say. Deary me. Let's get back onto the topic of the Premier League because uh, there was two things released this week. That was our Player of the Month and Managers of the Month as well. Now let's just quickly go over. Fucking hell, man! I haven't actually heard let's, who are the Players of the Month. I'll go over ah. the Players of the Month with you first um, because it's a. I think it's a pretty fair list. Ben Chilwell from yep. Chelsea, Bruno Fernandez, mm-hmm. Jack Grealish. Uh, Hoiberg from Tottenham. Uh, <laughs> Ogbanana. <laughs> I don't know. Ogbana. Ogbana. And Racist. Ward Prowse as well. So, who's your pick, Mr. Mansell, for our Player of the Month? I'm going to go with Bruno. Yeah. He's a, he's a carry for Man United at the moment. Well, Bruno with three wins, one loss, four goals in his last four games, mm. and one assist as well. I think he'd be my choice too. Is that that sound good with you, Dickeye? We wouldn't know because he hasn't watched the game. I'd say yes, but, you know, every player that's been selected, they've been top form. But it's almost as if that's the whole point of been, the award. Everyone that's been selected, oh, I thought you meant for, like, United. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> no. You know, who's, you know who's been robbed of that award, though? Lewandowski. McTominay. What absolute player he's been. Pogba. Who's he played for? Uh, the the fraud, fraud United. Ah, oh, Fraud United. Yeah, right. Uh, managers of the month as well. Now this. Is I enjoy how you didn't ask the other half of people who their pick for player of the month was. Yeah, no. Well, what would we'll Bryce just get, we'll know? Fuck ourselves. Yeah. yeah. No, nothing. Exactly right. To be, I was uh, gonna, I was gonna say Chilwell. To be fair, so. Yeah, Chilwell's been. I just been think he's been a better impact player than. Yeah, I think. He's been a better impact. 
than any of the other ones. Your Smokey mm. is Ward Prowse. If you look at his form, yeah. he uh, since Ings has been out the team, he's been scoring goals and assists from central midfield. Once again, but I think Bruno Fernandes yeah. has, has yeah. genuinely yeah. Has, has been great. He's genuinely but, but to be fair, it's Bruno. easy to like look like a massive superstar when you're surrounded by shit. Yeah, well, the problem and the thing with I think the thing with Chelsea is that kind of gives them <clears> issues. Is Chilwell's a good player, but that team looks like it's going to be a star-studded team. So I all, just, all of them are playing well. I just so. feel though that like he has shored up the Chelsea defence so much more since he's come in and been a regular player in there. I think Thiago Silva's influence has made like you know Zuma's like a hundred times better than what he was. Yeah, I think previously. all four so, of them have mm. just been solidified, and I think Silva has something to do with that massively. And Mendy as well, a solid yeah. keeper behind you that can actually come out and catch balls. <laughs> a and keeper that's saves. not four foot nothing. Yeah, exactly right. But that does that does come back to the old age age old debate of it's the same in like NBA with MVPs. Do you give it to the best player on the best team, or do you give it to like the best player who's putting up you know ridiculous stats? Mm. And really, that's where you're comparing Fernandez with I think Chilwell. I think in that oh, Ward Prowse, and that's the problem. Southampton are a smaller club, so people don't recognise that. But I think he scored two or three free kick goals this month from d- distance. Maybe, but that's yeah. the thing. Right. Bruno's also part of a team that seems to be capitulating as well, and he's still the hard thing is right. Carrying yeah, but the hard bit. thing is United win; they go even on points to Chelsea. So you've had the exact same start to the season as United. The, the, only, the only problem is... Let's get I, to fantasy terms. However, <laughs> however, as I said last week, I think United are at their absolute peak at the moment. I can't, like... Well, it's just one more point with that, though, is United, I would say, overall, have a better... <laughs> thank you thank you for that ASMR there. I'm sure the, I'm sure that the three viewers that we have now are going to love that. Thanks, Tim Tam. Thanks. They're, they're, they're turn Thanks for the non-sponsor, uh, Arnott's. Um, yeah, I would say the United, though, have overall the better quality team than Chelsea at the moment because they're more Prem experienced. It just shows what you can do with an actually competent manager Did at the you helm. you United have a better team than Chelsea? I would now? say overall Come they do, on, though. Mate, get off. With, the players, that they're meant, with the players they're meant though, to have an experience in the t- Prem and they've he's already a- been with together. Chelsea, they're still trying to come together with people like Ziyech, Havertz and they Bruno and everything. Fucking, they look fucking deadly, mate. We, we, went, we went to Sevilla and, you and clapped them midweek. To be fair, that was Giroud, though. Let's not get that twisted. One thing. Giroud's the best hold-up striker in the world. It's the best hold-up strike in the world. I'll be honest with you, Luke. I haven't watched any of the Champions League games this week, so I can't talk you're a fraud. shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get Call back on Ole. topic. Let, let's keep moving on. Great discussion, though, from the boys. Uh, fantasy this week. What other games were there? We went over, like, two games. Yeah, well, the other one put us to sleep. Yeah, there, there's nothing... What about, the, what about the North Tottenham London? Arsenal, Arsenal, Tottenham Arsenal, Arsenal is a really exciting However, game. there's not much hype around it because Tottenham are going to win it 3-0. Because Arsenal are balls. No, I, mm. I, can, I can see a cheeky 1-0 Arsenal from a penalty. I can't with their defence. Yeah, it'll be no. one of those games. Question. Tottenham too good. Do you reckon Aubameyang deserves to start? <laughs> yes. He has to start. Has you to can't start, start yeah. anyone over him. There's no one yeah, else that's the problem. have. <laughs> no. He, he, if, if there's one player you drop, it's Lacazette and you bring on Saka. That's the only... Dip, that's the only change I can see but you can't you cannot put a bummy on what, what do you think is the problem with Arsenal so far like what are they um, their players just aren't good enough 
Yeah, it's just their players. Is it their whole team, or is it's, it just their? It's, it's just one of these things where they got some quality in their squad, but they just look disjointed. Like it's not. It's like they're just not. They don't click. I would say the so issue is with David Luiz and Mustafi. Yeah, centre back. I, w- I would say <laughs> as well with Aubameyang, he's just gotten complacent now. He's not. He hasn't got that drive or anything anymore. Mm. Where he was banging in the goals and everything. He's now got that contract and everything. Probably, that's yeah. paying him a lot of money, and he knows he's not going to get dropped because. The other option for an out-and-out striker, realistically, is Lacazette, and Lacazette does fuck all because he's Bambi on ice. Could you see Aubameyang? He's not there for the long term. Aubameyang's goal has always been to use Arsenal as that club to move to another one, mm. to like Real Madrid or something. But he's past that point now, where he's not going to get in. He's not going to get a transfer. What he should have done was he should have just bit the bullet and not signed a contract with Arsenal. He should have just put himself out there in the transfer yeah. market because. One of those Spanish clubs would have bought him. Madrid would have taken him, but I think now that he's taken that contract and everything, I don't know the specifics. But you know, you know, Real Madrid is one of those clubs that's petty as well. Like they'll, if they get denied, they'll start being petty and not actually sign that player. So, I think if you also, because I rate Arteta, I reckon if you gave him that City, United, Chelsea checkbook. I reckon he'd make Arsenal into a, a good club. That is the thing, though, is that if Arsenal, for whatever reason, sack Arteta, they're not going to be able to bring in another decent manager because no manager in their right mind is going to look at that after seeing that they've not given Arteta any chance with like any funds or anything. I'm they're sorry, not going to want to take that job because it's just... This is the problem with modern football, though. Managers get sacked way too quickly, in my opinion. It happened with... Oh no! <laughs> it happened with Emery, Emery, and at Arsenal. It's Emery, happened, I think, had his time. It's though. happened a couple of times at Chelsea. I'm not saying that Sari was going to go and make them a Champions League winning team, but it's like one season, one and a half seasons. Whereas if you see like Lampard and these kind of guys mm. who get, get did like we sack Sari or did he move on to then go to Juventus? I can't. I, can't I would say it was a it was a mutual fans termination. I, I don't. Yeah, that, that's the pro- that's the problem. I think your fans wanted him sacked before. And, he, yeah. I think he left because it was like you either leave on your terms or we show. You the- I mean, I've never been in snooze fest mode as much as when that second half of that sorry season. Sorry was just like a, a panic. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, more, I'm just more saying that I feel like managers so get late. sacked way too quickly. It's like Pep Guardiola with City. He was. They were dog shit in the first season he was there. They were trash. Mm, yeah. And then give him a couple of seasons and bang. Like after the first season where they finished second or third. Yeah, it's like Lampard, he, man. He, um, Guardiola knew the areas that needed to be addressed and mm. fixed. And, and then he, he spent 100 had, mil on defenders. He, he spent 100 mil on them. <laughs> that season they won. Um, you look at um, Klopp, for example, you know, it took him four yeah. years before that's winning. Good, that's a good one, actually. And considering that the team he had at the start. I think what only two players are still starting players or substitutes now, and every other player there is gone. Um, you know, you look at who's the goalkeeper that he signed, and then he was an absolute flop. Who, you know? sorry? Who was the goalkeeper? Oh, Carius. Carius, he was mm. a flop. Carius was already there, though, wasn't he? The owner backed Karius him up to replace him with Allison, mm. um, and he developed a team which. He wanted that he knew was capable of winning, and now Carius is at Union Berlin, which I feel bad for Carius. I don't feel like I could I I couldn't say that he's a complete flop. He flopped on the most important stage. But that, also, that the really... part people forget to mention is that 
numerous doctors have said that he was concussed in that game yeah. after he got elbowed in the head by <laughs> Sergio Ramos. Yeah. What a man. So if you hit someone like that, they're going to be affected by it, <laughs> even if it's like a slight concussion. Obviously, it's not a, a major excuse, and I'm happy that Liverpool got clapped. <laughs> but still, it was pr- it was pretty funny. Um, the reaction from Liverpool fans, though, um, you know, you never walk alone until you fuck up against us. Uh, then we will throw, give you death threats, yeah. and uh, threaten to absolutely just murder your family. I don't get mm. this. I don't get that about you know what. Why do people do that? Why do people? I don't understand how people have the time on, to get on Facebook and abuse. Because they, they, they've like, literally got nothing else to do because they just take like, it too seriously. We all, vent, we all vent at players and stuff when we're watching the game, but we don't go home and get on our phones and Well, that's the thing. Most normal people, like, once the 90 minutes is, go, is over, you you still know the players are actual people. Yeah. Whereas like, most of the people that do that kind of stuff are like younger kids and everything that just do it because they just take football way too serious and no one knows he fucked up more than himself yeah yeah exactly right you don't need, like he has to live with that for his entire life thousands of liverpool fans yeah. letting you know that you did that to be fair though he did what? let bale score one of the greatest goals in champions league history yeah like, that one that he dropped was a really good goal well like yeah. cameron said you know they're human beings they make mistakes we make mistakes we learn from it and you learn to fix those mistakes absolutely but on the th- on the There's flip not side, one player who has played the game of any sport in history has never made a mistake. Besides me at Ranella Tennis Club when I was younger, <laughs> never missed a shot. That's why I was a Division One fucking junior, mate. I suppose it just comes down to the fact that you know, there was a lot of money being put into whether it's contracts of managers or players, but I think it's just the fact that people want results straight away, like just because. It's that um, what's the word? Instant gratification. Instant gratification. Yeah, yeah people just want I mean, just because success. you have a manager sacked and you replace with someone else and then all of a sudden they have this jump in form doesn't mean it's going to stay. Well, it's yeah. not FIFA. You can't just no. you can't just have a manager roll in the door and just go, I'm going to spend a billion dollars on fucking Messi. And then, <laughs> million, <laughs> gazillion. <laughs> One million, gazillion. All right, let's get control of this Fuck. podcast. <laughs> this week... Stop messaging girls on Tinder, mate. was on Tinder. <laughs> This week's your fantasy is, is a bit exciting. I, I want to go do a bit of a captain call. So, uh, who are we captaining this week, Mr. Mansell? The shark himself. Who, 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 who are you playing for, uh, as well? I've gone for Son, because I think he's going to tear up against us. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, who, who are you? Kane isn't oh, playing. Burnley have scored! Ooh. Oh, my goodness! <laughs> oh, my goodness! Thank God I don't have Digne in the side anymore, even though he's injured. What a so bunch of frauds. Oh, was that Brady? Hell yeah. So Tom Brady doesn't play, Son will play striker. Mm. Mm. And that means goals, goals, goals. What do we think about that? Is that is that an actual injury or uh, is that some that's Jose a, mind game? That's games? a mind game. Oh, he's playing. He's do playing. you think? He, he said that he... Oh, I, I've, he's I've read that he was in doubt. To but start. So he might be on the bench. No, I've, 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 seen, I've seen articles this, this afternoon saying that he was apparently ready to go. So... Um, unless he's really injured I can't see him not starting in a derby but that begs another question Tottenham haven't been able to keep Harry Kane fit really for four years so I, would, I wouldn't I would say he's 
you know, <laughs> I don't know. If that it's, happens it's again like, this season, do you still see them being able to... It hasn't been career crippling because he's been scoring still 25, 30 goals a season. Yeah, I, I understand think, that, but it if would he's be, suddenly out for a couple of months in the it middle would be, of the season... That's why I think Bale's a good signing because there's still that extra quality up top. I know that Bale hasn't exactly like gone... He hasn't hit the ground scoring, running, but, but like I think he's got to get the confidence back because he's not... He's not getting played that much. Yeah, he hasn't had like a lot of match time realistically because before he went to Tottenham the two games he had played since March were two games for Wales and he played 60 minutes out of 120 Yeah. so it's not as if he's like the most match fit and everything because you know Zidane's a bald fraud like Ole um <laughs> alright let's go back to fantasy yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna, who's your captain this week Dicolo uh, I've selected uh, Kevin De Bruyne um I had to make three substitutes. Oh my three. God. Three. 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 Negative 12 already. Uh, He's got Mariah Um So is that how much faith you put in your team? That I, you think negative eight, you get the done? players which were capable of giving me back points. You know? Yeah. Because, I, of course, I had Martinez as my goalkeeper. He was going to play because of the COVID scare with Newcastle. I had Grealish... And um, I guess the third choice was either Fernandez or um, De Bruyne, but I thought De Bruyne would be probably better just because of the fact that they're playing Fulham and Fulham have been not part of the season. They've been very... Um, Woeful. Yeah, like I said, Bryce, <laughs> the fact that De Bruyne did Thank not play... Thank you, Forrest Bryce. And the fact that De Bruyne didn't play in the Champions League game against Porto makes me believe that he will definitely start against Fulham and that Gold you know, just Jolgens. He he has a very good eye <laughs> what for a show horrible history yeah. was. passes and mm. stupid deaths. See that sort of midfield Terrible Tudors. Kane? Captain well, for the week. You know what, mate? I've gone the fucking the guy off Epic Mood off the, the Da Vinci Code. Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll get a couple of assists tonight. Well at least a couple of assists. I mean, they're going to fucking clap for them. For those of you who guys. don't know, Epic Movie was a satirical movie released in 2008. It's a very it's obscure very, reference no, from Game to Go. It's there. very racist because Kevin Hart did whiteface at the start of that movie. Right, yeah, Cameron, it was funny. Oh, no, no, no. Fantasy captain. Oh, well, I didn't get very long. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't go with your obscure movie references I'm playing next a time. shit player called Luke as well. <laughs> uh, I'm playing the big Mansell Braden Covendale-looking motherfucker. Um, <laughs> I've made the big call. I've taken Kane out of the side and I've replaced him with Vardy who's gone as my captain yeah I've done exactly the same because it's Sheffield United and I just feel if there's one week the Vardy's gonna finally turn up it's probably against the side that's been the worst fucking team in the league and he has great away stats this season as well so he didn't even know that I'm just an absolute fraud I just (laughs) went Vardy yeah sure get in me and I think um, Sheffield's the first Premier League team in history to in the first 10 games not ring the bell bell? it's stat time it's stat time get a win at least in the first 10 games well Uh, worst start you know you know what Premier League history I think yeah through 10 games yeah you you know what if Cavani starts this week I'm going to tell you what I'll be tempted to bang, bring him into my team I think you're going to bang the him thing is, the thing is oh yeah I'm going to bang him isn't Cavani like banned though for the next three games well I haven't seen that I haven't seen it yeah I haven't seen it yeah, I haven't seen it like the FA put a three game ban because he put someone racist on Instagram oh, the flag's against him racist three games out very <laughs> sad oh Hummer Hummer's all I saw this week as well that this is Arsenal's worst start in Premier League history too. How the fuck is Burnley sponsored by Balenciaga? Did you say that? What? They're sponsored by Balenciaga. That's... Are you sure? Off yeah. topic. Host. 
Yeah, good stuff, that. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, going off of that, though, with Arsenal, that's why I really feel that it's just going to be somehow just like a cheeky 1-0 victory to them. I don't... I like, It probably won't happen, but it just seems like one of those weeks where they play absolutely shit. Tottenham, like, just keep going against them, but they just can't, somehow can't score. And Arsenal just get, like, a penalty in, like, the 80th minute. It's, it's one but, of those weeks, like, when you said, Cardiff, we're going to beat City and we beat you 5-0. Uh, yeah, but bring, to bring it back, though, we also did beat you 3-2 as well. But you The did. first ever win in the Premier League against the reigning champions. Mm. But do you think Arsenal's shit form is down to the man running the team? Or do you think it's the team themselves? I think the, ma- the manager's got to take some team. blame for it, for the way he's set up. But I would say it's more the players actually do it playing during the week. That's but what, also, this is Arteta's... F- it, it's his first full season. It's his first... Full professional season. managing yeah. experience. This yeah, is, other than what he was doing at City as assistant. That's but where like, I believe yeah. I don't believe the players get enough accountability for a whole team's performance. Because that's what I was saying about United last yeah. week, is that some players look like I'm, not, I'm sorry to go back to United, but that's just the easiest example where <laughs> players just look fucking lazy. Like they, they look like they don't care. But, I think it just the manager does have to take some accountability because he's the one that chooses the team, how they're set up and everything. But then it does come down to the players to actually perform and also show some initiative. Because that's probably been the biggest complaint with United this season is because even though Ole is such a tactically inept manager and he should go back to PE teaching in Denmark. Um, <laughs> it was Sweden last week. Sweden last week. <laughs> yeah. It's just going to keep changing. Um where is Teaching Ole in Afghanistan? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but some of the players they have to take initiative themselves, which is why United, to, like to give them some credit, they've been able to scrape those wins whenever they've needed to because players like Cavani, Ole's not telling him fucking jack shit what to do because he doesn't know what he's doing. Cavani's just going what he's done for the past however long he's been playing. He's he just knows how to score goals how to get into those positions. It's just those runs he made. If you see the goals he scored, it's just like the runs he made are just ones that... Yeah, that it's, it's nothing It's nothing make. special. You're not going to win any awards for the goals, but like he's got such good awareness and vision where he's meant to be going. But then on the flip side, it just depends on the team. Because it's just going to be the hating Ole podcast. But if you compare Ole <laughs> to Arteta, like Arteta has just a worse squad overall. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, I think if you look at Arsenal's squad on paper, they're not actually that good. <laughs> I, 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 I think Aubameyang is a great player. Mm. I think Lacazette's decent. I think, I think Willian, he's past his prime. I think Willian's the greatest Brazilian footballer <laughs> of all time. Please have my children. <laughs> I miss you so much. <laughs> I think they've got a great keeper as well, but that back four is just not exciting. Do you rate Gabriel though? Like, is he? I rate Gabriel. Sorry, my apologies, Gabriel. I do rate Gabriel. I think he's a. I think he's a good defender. I think if he had more solid fullbacks and centre back with him, Gabriel's relieved. He's he's you know (laughs) said it to him directly, and Gabriel's listening to this podcast. So how are you, mate? (laughs) Well, all right. One one thing. That stat that came out not long ago, as much as Son has been fantastic to oh, have, for, him, like, you for him to have more goals than Arsenal had at that point, like to just not put goals up there, 
you're not going to win a game. Mate, like, exactly not... right. Sonny Sins is elite. <laughs> but they're just, yeah, you've got, to, you've got to be able to score and they haven't been able to score very much, which is what held them back. Yeah. Absolutely right. Good call by the suck. <laughs> suck Next topic, we're staying on football, of course, because that's all we actually know anything about. <laughs> um, Champions League midweek. There was a lot of excitement for some of us mm. and there was a bit of not so much excitement at Old Trafford. <laughs> Looking at the results this week, I'm going to go to you. <laughs> Stop bashing on the kid, man. We've got it. We're two episodes in. We can't fucking just keep bullying United. To put in- I'm going to go to Kane first yep. because... Uh, he deserves to be bullied. Look, a nil-nil result against Porto is probably not your best work. It's not our best work. But it seemed like that's what we were going for because, no, Van Taren, unlike you, I watched the game. Um, <laughs> but looking, it's not that, really a problem, is it? No, because the I... You qualified. Yeah, but that's the thing. They were look, It seemed like they were happy for the draw in the second half because the draw basically seals top spot and that's all they want. I was just about to ask where in the group are you? Top. Yeah, yeah so they're, and, 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 and they're now, 13 points. I'm, now, I'm just going to look at like, what that's, the table is for all of them. Because there's absolutely and then, no way so, yeah, it just takes a pre- It just takes a... You know, you're happy with the draw and it takes the pressure off the last game so you can rest your, your big players. So, they, so. Yeah, you've I'm not concerned. Top. I'm not concerned by and that. And I don't know much about Porto or the Portuguese league, but I would imagine Porto would be a tough place to go to because they've always been a team that have always played Champions League football and have just been there... Mm. and an annoyance. I think I'm more happy with the nil against their name because it's showing that our defence is actually able to kind of stop teams mm. now. That's been the big problem for City. And oh my goodness, Calvert-Lewin's almost scored. And he didn't. It was um, Yeah, that's probably the positive for me. So I'd, I'd take the positive out of it. It's not much, you know, have a concern, I wouldn't think. I think the biggest shock of the week in regards to Champions League was Real Madrid flying all the way <laughs> to Ukraine to lose 2-0 to Shakhtar Donetsk. They've done it twice to them as well. That's a, They've done the double It's quite that. unbelievable. And that's the thing. When you look at that Real Madrid starting lineup, like they have players in there, man, that have won four Champions Leagues with them. Yeah. And this is what they're conjuring up. What the fuck is going on? They haven't been the same since Ronaldo left. They haven't been the same since Bale left. Do you think the issue is that they've had the same players for probably a bit too long no it's because they have a manager that doesn't know what the fuck he's doing I mean you can't say that I can say that because Gareth Bale please have my children no no, because he's won them three Champions Leagues Bale won them two mate you can't can't put that Madrid team spread cheeks for a living and it was really quite beautiful to watch it was so I don't know if it's a Zidane thing or if it's just they just seem to be in that zone at but the it moment, has to, But they? there's one constant factor there, though, and that's still Zidane, and they're being absolutely dreadful. Oh. Mm. Oh. So it, you kind of have to look at it like that. If it was... If they were still doing great with the, pl- with the lesser players that they've got now without, like, the Ronaldos and everything, then you can go, oh, Zidane's a great manager. But when you've got players like Isco and that, who seems like he wants to move to Everton... Is mate? Do you reckon that's maybe a sign as well? Yeah. Well, again, like things are in shambles. Manager and players have to take account for it. Mm. But um, I'm just being really biased. Um, fuck Zidane. I'm so glad you got sent off in the World Cup final. You bald fraud. But that that group is tasty. I'm telling you. It is. Yeah, I, wouldn't, I wasn't expecting Shakhtar Donetsk to be up there. But Can I just say you. though, Real Madrid also 
Get fucked, because you cost me $250,000 on my multi. <laughs> Everything else went through besides for Real Madrid. That was the first game. I went on the first leg. That is a great table, isn't it? It is a great like, the table. Fact Thanks. That we'll if you're welcome, sorry. If I just you had, had to get told that me event. three months ago that a Real Madrid into mentioned Gladbach and Shakhtar table would be mentioned Gladbach and Shakhtar on top, I would have told you to probably... The great thing is, though, <laughs> yeah. anyone can make it exactly. through still. So... That's a great group. That is anyone can even if Inter what, win. What is the point? Win, what is the point through. difference? Well, eight, seven, seven, five. Isn't it? Oh, head though. If it yeah, comes down to head. equal points, but it's yeah. still essentially all up for grabs. Like Inter yeah. can still get through. And I think the most disappointing thing is is that mentioned Gladbach go to Madrid in the last week, which is going to be a really tough game. And I'll be looking to bounce back as well, Real Madrid. So, and it'll be great to see mentioned Gladbach in the last sixteen. But I mean. You never they, know. They have a very underrated squad. Mm. And speaking of underrated squads... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Manchester United, they're still top of their group, Dicolo. Well, we're Manchester. actually... I think it's... On goals. Leisberg, PSG and us are all first. Yeah, yeah, um, you're all on even right. points. Still top on, of your group. I think we're all on nine points, I think. Mm. But you've um, got Leipzig in Leipzig. What's uh, um, What are the chances, do you reckon? I know we're playing them at their home ground. Yes, um, in Leipzig. <laughs> the best outcome is that we either draw with them or we win. If we draw, we still I think we would still make it because of goal difference. Yep. I'm confident we can pull, we can get past them. Man, you better get past running back Leipzig. Sure, I, I am mean, dis- I am disappointed with the result against PSG, but at the same time, you're not surprised. I, I wouldn't say I I'm surprised, but... I blame Ole. You we, can't we have a player chances. go on a yellow card. We Stop cutting him off. Let him speak. We made chances. We just couldn't finish it. But, of course, it was... It, I look back to the first game we had against PSG at their home ground. Like I'm sure there was countless people saying, oh, PSG will destroy them. And then we beat them at the home ground, and they beat us. So, I guess I suppose without fans, it doesn't help. But... The fans do you, don't do score you think, goals. Yeah, but do you think... But they certainly swing. Do you think it brings more passion to players when you have fans? No, no offence. No offence to United. Whenever I watch a United game in the last couple of years, there's absolutely no atmosphere at Old Trafford. Like, it's, a it's, United, a, it's a tourist if, attraction. If I was a United fan, and that's exactly like... Look, no offence to all our top teams that we support. C- City, Chelsea, these, Tottenham even. It's just like there's not... A crazily big atmosphere, but if you if you look at games at Selhurst Park and all these kind of places where the fans are just there because they're fans, the atmosphere is usually way better. It's just as you said, it's a tourist attraction now. But what would you rather, a, a good atmosphere or a trophy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, because he's saying you know fans influence games. And it's no, like, no, no, yeah, it's I agree. If your team's just when I went to the bridge, it was just dead there. It was just like, mm. is there anyone in this stadium yeah. watching? one of the best fucking teams in Europe and the answer was no. But you have like a few that try to like get a chant going but there's that many people that are tourists that don't know the chance, so yeah. they just like clap or do something. And it was the same when I went to the Tottenham game as well. It was just a lot of tourists. I actually think the atmosphere would be better at the new Tottenham Stadium because you went and saw them at Wembley, didn't you? Yeah, it was at yeah. Wembley so yeah. it was, you know, when you've got 50,000 people in a 100,000 seater. I want to go to the new stadium. It would be great. Yeah, yeah it would be good. Yeah. Um, and also, you beat Leipzig. 
a couple of weeks ago, five 0 Gee, Leipzig just got over the line against Istanbul, so I think mm. you'll be, I think you'll be right. I think you know United you United will get through. I, I suppose, think they will. As long would, as we don't would suffer any so. injuries, I think I'm confident. United United and PSG. But it, it doesn't come down to injuries though. It's again your fraud of a manager. Just. <laughs> Yes. Can I ask you one question, Cameron? Because you seem to always pick on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Let's go! Let's go! Irish Spring Green Green! There is one thing I want to ask because you said it before. You yeah. said that not just managers have to take responsibility, but players yeah. as well. Are you gonna? Are you saying that the season which Ole Gunnar Solskjaer took charge of Cardiff? After your previous manager was sacked, yes, he took charge, yes, and you see the same form continue. But it wasn't the, it wasn't the same form though. No, in terms of, you know, no improvements, but it just got worse for them. Are you because you seem to criticise him more, but you don't ever mention the squad. You've never Bang. ever mentioned the players. Boom. Are you telling me that the players are not at all at fault, or do you think they should take responsibility as well? As I've already said in this. Players and managers have to take. Yes, but you've always criticised Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Yes, you've never once but mentioned the squad. That's what I'm. I did you. actually, though, in the last week, because when I said we were about fifteenth to sixteenth in the table and we were doing pretty well, and then Ole took over, and then suddenly we dropped to twentieth in the table. Then you then you're sixteenth in the table, mate. That's <laughs> as a team that's just come off for the first season in the Premier League for the squad that we had because we'd never had the best squad in the world but we managed to get it done with the tactics and everything of a competent manager then Ole took us over we went into the championship again and he almost got us relegated from there it's now a, I'm, I'm sorry it's Emiliano Salah's fault so I, I, look <laughs> if we had Salah we probably would have still be in the Prem and also if Chelsea didn't score those two offside goals against us <laughs> that was the best warning of my life and you know it <laughs> but yeah I can see what you're saying Aaron but also again Ole is not a good competent manager. I'm not, I'm not if you that. look if you look at the Champions League in midweek as well, Fred got a yellow card just before half time. Yeah. Any competent manager should be going, he's going to get sent off. I'm gonna sum him off. He then gets red carded. He doesn't then make a switch straight away to fill that position with another player. He waits four minutes to bring Pogba on. What any other manager, Lampard, Klopp, Anybody, even Russell fucking Slade or Neil Warnock, would have gone. I need to bring a player on and replace that one. How can Neil Warnock? Well, I bring think a play- that- how can Neil Warnock bring a player on when he works at Gringotts Bank? <laughs> I think- I'd never thought of that. I, I, looking at your question, I think another good question is, oh, Mama Cameron, if Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer it's pronounced fraud Ollie Salt and Pepper if, <laughs> if you swapped him with any other world class manager let's say Conte Conte uh, no, <laughs> Conte Guardiola Jurgen Klopp hey, uh, if you, Pochettino still available question, and if you swapped him with any of those managers and gave him that United mm. club would they be any better than what they are? Or would they still be a shambles team? Yes, because Jose took that squad and finished second. No, I... I, I and they now get... have a better play. They now have realistically no. better players a credit. with he Fernandez. Brought, he brought in Fernandez. I don't think he did, though. That's the board Maybe. and everything. Well, the board just goes, Ole, you're going to have this player. I would, yeah, because you're, you're just gonna have Ed, it. What? What? No. That's Ed Wood. That's Ed Woodward's. No, yeah, that's his to... role. That's his role well, at the club. Have you ever United looking to sign him before Solskjaer took over? Anyway, 
Yeah. Well, Fernandez. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, so you can't say that because Solskjaer yeah, bought Solskjaer him Solskjaer in. still would have to go. I want him. He can't. He wouldn't just. But go that's and... that's Ed Woodward's. You don't just throw players on there. I can't say Ed Woodward. You just don't throw players at a manager and go. Yeah, well. This is what you got. No, so fucking... It's not like the boys. No, but again, though, we're going to sign you, Laporte, and Guardiola's not going to have a say. Like they would manager discuss. Well, obviously, the manager's going to have a say in it. But the as you've, are they, as Aaron and Aiden have just said, they were trying to bring Fernandez in before Solskjaer got there. I think the club probably suggested it, and then they just said. So they said this yes. The you would use Mourinho finished second behind that fantastic City squad. Mm. With a lesser United team and won the Europa League, Ole has a better standard of players in Fernandez, Cavani, and everything, and they're mid-table. You can't use Cavani as an excuse. He's played one, but or I'm two games. I'm saying that they have better quality players yeah. in there. The point I'm actually going to bring up is Aaron's point last week, though. We bagged on them all last week, and we're doing it again. But at the same time, they pulled out a result. They'll be equal points on Chelsea if they if they exactly win. Exactly right. They're they're right in the game. We can say they're mid-table as much as we like, but they could also be in, in the top I just six. think any the other, is, any other manager any other manager them. is doing a better squad with our, a better job with our United squad. But they're not... What was the question? Top two or they're not a top team? Well, at, at the, the cro- start of the Premier League season, they were being discussed as... Time at least top three. Top, yeah, at least third. A tight... Not... Maybe not a title contender. Certainly bridging the gap. Champions League football but, at the minimum. Yeah. And you just can't see them. No, no, I don't. You just can't. Who do you knock off out of that? And Chelsea, Tottenham. They might be scraping Chelsea. results against the mid boys, but when you put them up against the big boys, what That'd are they, how are they, what are they going to be Manchester like? Derby coming up soon. Mm. And that's the thing. You saw them fucking fall apart against Tottenham. So that was an absolute capitulation. That was, What's a squad like Liverpool, full-strength Liverpool or full-strength City got to do to I must that United say, that was a, that even was this, a, Even this Everton squad. Oh, they lost. I forgot off, about that. They've fallen off a bit. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's, that was a great question, Aaron Nicolo. Can I... I appreciate that. Like he's, he's, he's about to start deep-throating the mic here again, Nicolo. I'm just going to go ahead and do a Trumpian claim victory for myself. Let him speak. I'd like to ask uh, Luke and Aiden's view uh, about um, Chelsea's win over Rennes, especially after Drude's, um Rennes? Severe. Severe. Oh, Severe. So, my apologies. That's all right. Um, you guys played them before previous game. Um, can I ask your view about the game? And It was just so exciting to watch. Giroud, what a man. And the fact that I got paid to watch it as well just <laughs> did you have really softens me up. Did you have confidence he was going to score? Giroud? Yeah. I had confidence. I didn't expect him to play, to be honest. Mm. But I certainly had confidence that he would lead two goals. But, you know, you never expect someone to score four goals. Mm. And that's the thing. The last player to do it for Chelsea as well was Frank Lampard. Do you feel... Manchester City legend. Do you feel a little sorry that whenever... <laughs> Most of the time, he gets a chance to play that he always steps up, but yet Lampard doesn't always seem to give him the opportunity. Do you feel a little sorry that he doesn't continue? I, I think, think some weeks he should be starting over Tammy Abraham. I yeah, agree with ra- that. Rotate the team a little bit, you know. Yeah, and I think I think especially I, I think especially tonight, if he doesn't start over. Tammy after scoring four I goals. actually I actually think Tammy should start because I think that you're playing Leeds who are a very attacking side you want I reckon you want quick 
Mm. And that's quick, the thing. Tr- quick, tricky players up top. And I'd, I, I think, as I said before, I think Giroud's the best hold-up striker in the world. I don't care what other people think. He's better than Firmino, you know, and all these other players who whose role is to hold it up. Obviously, he's not the best striker in the world. But, oh yeah, I, like... I think he's I think, the oldest... I, I don't think he suits playing Leeds. I think he's the oldest player to score a hat-trick in the Champions League, though. He, he's, he's just... There's the bell for stats. <laughs> he's just so under... He's so underrated. And he, he, is, has been but, for, he has been for so long. But I think you also have to look at Tammy Abraham, who he's up against, who has also kind of been performing as well. Yeah, that's the problem with the And he's certainly... Though. He might not be as clinically gifted as Juro, obviously, because he's, what, 10 years, he's lesser. Yeah. But Abraham's really good as well. His hold-up play is good. He's quick with his feet. I, I rate Abraham too. That's the sad thing, though. Like that, That's exactly like when City were really good and they had a Jesus and Aguero fit. They play Jesus in the Champions League, but you can't not you can't not start Aguero. Yeah. You have to play Aguero yeah. at times. Uh, and that's, that's why I'm it. blessed. And that's, it's a good problem to have. That's why I'm blessed that Giroud is at our club because you just know he would be working with Tammy Abraham into making him such a better striker. Mm. He's mm. sort of like his mentor, to, yeah. I guess, in some way. And that's the thing because when you have players who you know you're competing against for a starting position, like you look at Man City, for example, their midfield options, they have a lot of good players in midfield. Mm. And... You know, when they know they get the opportunity to start the game, they know that every opportunity they get, they need to prove why they're on that pitch. Yeah. I think that's the thing. When when you have positions where, I think, where you, you don't... You have players, but they're not up to your level. I guess you don't really um, show your whole potential. Like, you, yeah. you, you, you play well, but... In terms of, I guess you could say, um, I don't know what the word I would say, but um, doing what you need to do, it's it shows why you're there. Yeah, exactly. If you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, 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 I get what you're saying. I think what Luke was trying to say was, um, to summarise the Champions League week, um, things to watch, Group H very tight with Man United as we talked about um, we're all praying that uh, Ronaldo doesn't get COVID again and we do actually get Messi versus Ronaldo in Group G but other than that very boring group there mm. the thing is Messi's not even playing for he didn't even play for Barcelona I, I think he was thing rested was, it was rested or injury though in that case which rested. Gave, gave gave Griezmann a tractor, chance Griezmann's had a being... very Griezmann's had a very good week, so we'll give it to him there. Griezmann's 29. Did you know that? Like, yeah. I do now. Yeah. Wow. He's he been around is, for a while. Yeah. He was born yeah. 29 years ago? It was, yeah. It was the born 29. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Group H to watch. Group G to get that messy in Ronaldo, hopefully. Um, and obviously Group B, that's just, it could go any way there. So that's probably the ones to watch going into the final game. Absolutely. And... It's just looking so delicious, the Champions League. While we're on the topic, we have to talk about the fact that the big juggernauts of the Champions League, your Real Madrid's, your uh, Barcelona's, Juventus as well, they're not looking so good this season, are they? As I said last week, there's one team winning the Champions League, in my opinion. Bayern Munich. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, they got a foot. they got a fit squad. Do you put another team up there you that could what? possibly do it? City. I fucking hate Chelsea, but they're yeah, a smoky Chelsea. for the Champions League. They're a Chelsea because their squad is so good. Do you I reckon a City them, are up there? Maybe even a, a cheeky Atletico I actually think, as well. Look, I actually think City on their day when they when they play well, uh, or as good as any team in Europe. But the, pro- the problem is at the moment it's so patchy. Like you're not sure if you're going to get that. What so about Dortmund with that attacking three no, nah. in the front as They're well? Too Can't say that. No, no, I, I would give them another season or two. But they've got has, exactly right. They've still got to beat Bayern. It's just too but, inconsistent. And they can't, yeah, they can't beat Bayern. Hasn't Holland been ruled out because of an injury? I'm not sure. No, I think I think, I think he's, his hamstring. And it, I think he I said he. That. I think he said he's fine. I don't know how. Oh. I think he'll probably be out for a couple of weeks, but. I heard a report he was going to be ruled out for the rest of the season. Um, but even still, they can't get past Bayern. I think, looking at it at the moment with the teams, you can say guaranteed, se- well, maybe not guaranteed, but, like, looking up their four semi-finals, Chelsea, Bayern, City. Mm. You know what else is interesting? This third league they're bringing in. What a segue. The conference <laughs> conference league, is it called? Conference league. Are you telling yeah. me that a Welsh team could actually win a European actually, I, league Actually, I think now? it's great because I think it's going to give um, teams from... Not sm- like no small, 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 smaller, 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 less smaller. financial ones like the Welsh Premier League and the Danish and all that. I yeah. think it works better for them. And the Albanian Premier League and we're best. And all players. is it like a lower tier competition? It's like a third, yeah, Th- so third string so European you league. Champions League, and then you have got the Europa League. So it's just another one that's under that. I, think, I, think I, like, I like that. I think it'd be like really good idea. to see because you'll be able to see different like winners, like teams you just never really heard yeah. of before win a big winners European go to Europe. Europe. Well, again, because I, yeah. I just whenever the Europa League comes in with the qualifying, I'll always check with the Welsh Premier League ones to see, and they can never quite make it in there to into the Europa. But I think with this third t- division now, as you're saying, it'll bring more exposure to these lesser clubs, so they have a chance of like winning and competing in these kinds of games, mm. and then. The only way that they could be able to get into the Europa League and then potentially the Champions League is to better themselves, so it gives them more money mm. and everything. For, yeah. Like financial wise, I it's, don't know what it's going to do with TV games, but it's better. It's better way. What better way UEFA's done it instead of having that Super League? Yeah. That would have been. That would have ruined it, really the whole Euro- ID. I European still, th- I still think that Super League is going to become a thing though in ten years' time. It's just a I shame. Like keep it? that idea, but just use it as like a preseason thing. Like, the yeah. but that's what that's why the international like Champions Cup is though. But the the issue is is that if those big teams do go off for that Super League and they decide to do all right, we're going to do Liverpool versus Real Madrid in North Carolina. We're going to do Barcelona Juventus in Dubai or Qatar or a chance for Everton there. Um, they're going to find that the well is going to run dry very, very quickly on these spectacular Super League games. People won't tune in, though. That's no, that's the thing. Be, It'll be... It's, it's just like the Champions League. What's... Like spark. Like, that's yeah, the what's... Thing about the I can't... Because you get, like, these I... big teams coming up against each other, which doesn't happen that often. It gives a chance for, like, that underdog team as well. But with the Super League, I can't think of the word to use for it. You just get it. bored of it, man. But, like, it's... Like, it'll be cool for a season to see all these ones, maybe another season after that, but then once you hit that third, fourth season, that spark that's going to be gone. Like, you're going to be kind of bored of watching. But then maybe what do we know? Because if they keep going around the world and it's going to go to these stadiums that people haven't watched these teams in. Yeah, like, if it comes to Sydney and everything. Because you could have different ones. You could have Real Madrid versus United one year in Sydney. Then you could have Liverpool, Juventus, 
and then buying uh, Barcelona and everything. So they will keep selling those games. It'd be good to see it. would be good to see competitive matches in Australia. I know that it's a European competition, but it'd be so cool to see like teams yeah. actually play for something here instead of it just being an exhibition game. But then, <sighs> wasn't that what they were thinking about doing with the Champions League final? Like. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. America, in America and that, like that. Yeah. Well, what's it? They're doing like two La Liga games or something in America yeah. per year from like sometime in I think it was like 2025 or something. Yeah. Which it's a good way to keep it financially viable, but I think it just kills it for. It's a bit weird a domestic league playing. In yeah, country. I think the the people of America will love watching. Granada play Espanol. Yeah, <laughs> that's the yeah, thing though. It, like, it'll well. be and it'll nil, be nil. financial viable for those years <laughs> the with the big teams. Mm. It's almost as exciting as Port Adelaide strategically playing overseas against one of the worst teams in the comp. So they're making in China, China. <laughs> in a country like buy our wine, you fuckwit. Seriously, stop let's fucking, get on. Stop levying our fucking wine, you idiot. Our wine's the best in the. No, I'm fucking sick of it, man. No, why does everyone hate Adelaide? No, I got I just got to say though, fair play to China because I, I saw oh. that apparently. <laughs> Their one child policy. <laughs> <laughs> they they bought China an Australian. Please watch our <laughs> yeah, yeah, biggest demographic. Please, uh, please, please. Bro, please. No YouTube. There in is. China. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, who the get, get fuck China. <laughs> um, but no, apparently they bought an Australian <laughs> island, and they banned Australians from it. And now, if that isn't a fucking Chad move in itself, <laughs> they killed all the penguins. On <laughs> Um, I believe this is a sports podcast. You know what, though? It is. Another new competition, though, is in Australia, how they're revamping the FFA Cup. So, oh, the Australia Cup! No, so now it's got a um, something to play for, an Asian Champions League spot for yeah. the winner. Which is, oh, uh, I mean, that's good. That's a really good incentive, and it should have been like that anyway. Imagine an NPL team. Wait, are you saying well, that like, Adelaide United have a direct route into the Asian Champions League now because we'll just keep winning the Cup? Mate, our squad looks delicious this season. I wouldn't be surprised if we win the season. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, and that the finals now are going to be on standalone weekends instead. Of I saw mid, that instead of midweek. That would be oh, good. Yeah, Which would be that would be really good as well. A Saturday night prime time at like yeah. six thirty. That'd yeah. be good. Wasn't the final last time? It's on like a th- Wednesday or Thursday not, night. Yeah, the final. I think it was the but, Thursday but night. It's like, I think it's like the quarters, semis, and the final. Yeah. It's like so, it's actually like good because it would just be standalone weeks, which mm. would be really good. But, but yeah. Go. Sorry, let's let's get moving on because it's been it's been fifty two minutes. Fifty two minutes. We've past Luke's bedtime. We've literally talked about Premier League and Champions League. Let's we're gonna skip over the Europa League because no one cares. Oh, 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 <laughs> Syria are Roma are through. That's all that matters from Europe. Syria are Bryce. You yeah. have been hard over the Italian league the last week. The there's day? just so much. <laughs> there's just so much excitement. No, no Hummus isn't playing. In there's oh. just so much excitement in the league. Apparently, so why don't you tell us a little bit about it? What What's happening in it's, Italy at the moment? It's not a good week to ask because if we're talking about Roma, we're pretty average. Yeah, um, like you have been for the last twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we have been really good, and that's I think as been part of what's made this season really good is that we've had it's more not one or two the Juventus or Inter Milan just on top we've got six teams so or six teams vying I think for the for the title but we've got five divided by a point this week and then we've got Milan who've got the gap on top so I think that's 
probably what's made it really good is how tight the competition is. But you're also playing third place this week. We are. Big game. Um, they were a little bit underwhelming against Inter, so hopefully we can prove that correct again and play on that and play well. Um, big downfall was obviously we had several players against Napoli that were just average including running a setup that relied on Jacko being a front force and he wandered around the field for 90 minutes. Mm. Well, not even that because he got subbed off. Um, but Napoli were too good and the script was written for it to be a good game with the whole Maradona. No, it's not FIFA. Forms. Come on now, there's no scripts in it. <laughs> yeah, there was a script. There was. And we, but we, <laughs> and it was main, mainly the script was we played into it and we played very mediocre. But you've done decently as well against like your Milan and Juventus as well, getting draws exactly. away against them. So there might be a bit of a little bit of spice there in Rome. There is, there certainly is. There's a bit of excitement. It's a very, very good front line. We've had um Mikatarian's been in really good form. Jekko hopefully coming back to form, had a good game, um, or got on the score sheet uh, against young boys this week in the Europa. Um, so that was good considering the Did form. you say Roma touched up young boys this week? <laughs> and that's the Pope's team. Oh, that's about Vatican Wait, what was that about Michael Jackson? What about Cardinal Pell? Mate, so i tell you who else is in form that really frustrates me. 4pm chocolates. Is Alvaro Morata. He's not looking too bad this season. When you've got Cristiano Ronaldo playing your delicious balls... His goal in the Champions League was good. Yeah. His footwork in that, for that And goal. his last couple of seasons, he actually hasn't been too bad. And so that mean, that just shows that when you're, playing in, in when you're playing in farmer's leagues, he's good. <laughs> but when he plays in the Premier League... The Pastor League. Yeah, he's just... The Pastor the San Remo League. <laughs> <laughs> he just can't deal with it. So, you know what else is another exciting fixture this midweek, boys? It's my fixture with 4pm chocolates. <laughs> this what week's a sponsor, Kane. You've got some 4pm chocolates some over there. Hang on, boys. I just oh, want to oh. say as well. Oh, it's a goal! Oh. What flavours have you invested in this right. week? Well, you know, the first one, unfortunately, no label. Shit company. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Tim Tam, I can tell by the back of it's crispy, crispy chocolate. Crispy chocolate bits with cream inside. <laughs> then we've got a Christmas twinkle. Popping candy and dark chocolate pops in your mouth like a cock. <laughs> Deck the holes. Candy melts and dark chocolate. Melts my fucking heart eating it. Why, why am I aroused? Can you just give us a Let's bit try more to open some. this um, week about 4pm chocolates, Aiden? Oh, hang on, we've, all we've also been graciously given by a sponsor um, not any money for the big bag that we were already asking. Um, but she's decided to give us a nice little chocolate block to try it live on the air. Live on the air? Live on the air. Gluten-free gingerbread, because apparently we're fat cunts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I'm looking at Bryce, I think that's true. Um, I will... I'm sure your your microphones are loving that cellophane right next to him as well. It'd be really exciting. So, So, Luke, as you've been the absolutely fantastic host, you get the first bite of the... Not my gumdrop buttons. Not my gumdrop buttons! Which is... Which I was about to say is uh, a reference to my tiny penis. Isn't that a reference to how to train your dragon? <laughs> Once um, again, 4pm chocolates on Instagram. Jump online. Use, go to their story. 
So Use you code uh, FC for absolutely nothing and pay full price to support a local business, you bunch of little cocksuckers. Let, let her know that, that you've been sent here by the Shedcast. She'll absolutely love it. She yeah, will no love it. All... No Please discount codes because it's it's only our girlfriends listening to the podcast. I am, I am so very sorry to anybody <laughs> and, that might actually be listening second, to this. And our second sponsor is Terry White Chemist on Beach Road. Um, very, good, very good place to get some drugs, you know. If you want to cook up that methamphetamine no if you want to cook up that methamphetamine they've got everything you need there so I suggest head over to Beach Road right now and see Emily for $20 off methamphetamine products alright this has just been an absolutely disgraceful I'm in, I'm in trouble I'm in trouble <laughs> let's get back on topic no, so everyone's <laughs> Uh, 4 p.m. chocolates. Um, it'll stop your wife from leaving you. Fuck you, Terry. <laughs> Terry White. Oh, Terry! That's who my wife left me for. Well, he is a doctor. So yeah, I've just got a tiny. Cop let's get back on a sports topic. NBA. And there's apparently been a lot of excitement midweek in the NBA trade period. Ball brothers. Hey, the others cold. Leangelo's in the league, boys. You've caught me. I haven't even had a tr- chance to try my chocolate. How is the chocolate? Mate, like all other 4pm chocolate, it's elite. It just melts in your mouth, doesn't it? Mm. Mine's mine's down my pants. Rubber bit on the nipples. (laughs) If I had a choice between if I had a choice between this and eternal happiness, I'm choosing this every Mm. single time. Mm. I had a brain (laughs) tumour. And then I ate 4pm chocolates. I still have a brain (laughs) tumour. But now I'm not hungry. I had a tiny penis. Can I just... I had 4pm chocolate. And I finally came for the first time in six months. Can I just mention... Cameron. <laughs> Cameron. Uh, looks like Dickolo wants to get us back Can on Can I just topic. mention, this chocolate is made in SA. It is made in SA. So it's it's actually made... No, it's, no you're a liar. It's made in Malaysian sweatshops. <laughs> and then it gets exported here illegally. This is our sponsor. We can't be talking down like this. Ray oh, Shadow that's Legends. That's <laughs> that's I know Caitlin, Caitlin flies Caitlin to Malaysia and does it in the sweatshops. Mm. No, uh, everything you know about chocolates. <laughs> that right. is elite chocolate. <laughs> to be fair, this, this, this bit has gone on for way too long and it's not been funny about farm foods, yeah. you know? Mm. Just like the Olay jokes. Mamma mia! I put on my pants. Sorry, um, so it's okay, Bryce. Humor is subjective. Head back into the NBA topic now. I yeah, suppose. Yeah, got something for us. Go on, Aaron. Speaking of mind about the NBA. I think uh, Luke was asking you about the NBA, and Bryce. I'm still enjoying my chocolate, which is fantastic again. Thank you. Um, but mainly, we unfortunately we do have to start with the Lakers again because the two big boys got a fucking paycheck. Kobe. R.I.P. <laughs> Alright, exactly right. Um, Anthony Davis decided he likes the Lakers, so five years, 190 million, hopefully that'll up. keep him going for a couple of years. Mm. Um, and then another two years full of for LeBron, and that's 85 million, so he's gonna pay for every breath. I think it's about a dollar a second, so that hopefully that. will keep him going okay as well. Hmm. Um, with that LeBron contract though, mm. that is the s- blocks of 4 p.m. chocolate. Oh. <laughs> it's worth it though. <laughs> it's worth it. Um, that's definitely a sign of him looking towards the end of his career. That is the start of the end of the tunnel. That he's he's getting a big paycheck now for two years. Because he'd be 39 by the time that that's over. He would have got the money either way. Um, it's just it's just secure though. Like this will be what he'll try to keep to not touch. 
Mm. And then he, I reckon he's just under two years because if the league does change the rules in three years, his son can come into the league. Yeah, and I, I can so, see him gunning for that too. Yeah. All the social media has been about that opportunity arising, so I think that's going to be... Uh, Can't wait for to see him on the uh, OKC Thunder because they have every single fucking draft pick between now and the year 3000. Very likely. Um, so they're very well set up to make moves soon. Um, but the one I, I want to talk about... Ooh, um, we did we did build a wall. We did build a wall in Houston, um, but we did give away Westbrook to pick up John Wall. So, um, who would well, you say won that trade? I do like that we at least got a pick out of it as well. So we did pick up a first round pick to go with receiving uh, Wall. So I think that kind of tips it our way a little bit. Oh, oh why did I take him off being captain? He's in my team as well. So Everton he's a, make it one all that. Is he in your team, Kane? Yeah. Oh. He's your, cap, your he's your girlfriend's captain this week, Luke. Is he? Yeah. Why are you talking about his girlfriend like that? Dude, don't talk about his girlfriend. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I already did, mate. You're yeah. talking to the microphone backwards as well. The front stuff. Is there any more <laughs> exciting NBA news to that's the that's the big one of the week. I'm very excited about that. I think it's uh, hopefully a chance for Harden to stay if he gets a fresh face. Um, and hopefully a new start for Westbrook, but also who cares about Washington. That's a dive. Get up, mate. Um, but, yeah, we're still obviously nowhere near some of those bigger dogs. No, it's, not, it's on Walmart. You're nowhere uh, near Portland with, uh, with our signings. I think we are a very big, genuine sleeper in the West. You've always been a genuine sleeper, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Whether that be, you know, I la- on last a night or uh, in terms of talking about Portland as well. Dreaming of the zinger. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that West is stacked, so Wall and Harden isn't enough. Um, but yeah, that's the big one of the week. Um, new schedules, have a look at it. Uh, just before Christmas start, which is very exciting. So, a couple of weeks from games. I must say as well, let's talk about the um, those city jerseys are sick this year. A lot of them. Are the city called city jerseys? Yeah, uh, city, city edition. Yeah. City very editions. Um, besides for the Brooklyn ones, which looked like they were drawn by four-year-olds, they are dreadful. Four-year-olds. They are dread. They are dreadful. They're different. Um, I don't know about good. Um, dreadful. But yeah, I actually like Milwaukee's one, which is. Actually, probably a unpopular. Still, opinion. that Spurs one's sick, in my opinion. Yeah, but Spurs, that throwback's great. Mm. The Miami one's cool. Miami oh, the, the, the Miami one's good. cool, right? For players that would be on the on the court, I can't imagine wearing it like <laughs> out and about, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh, I think it's fantastic, and the way they the way they marketed it, it looks like a bloody iPhone. It, it, it looks like the, the it looks like it looks like the co- it looks like the cod map, doesn't it? All that neon, <laughs> neon fucking shit. <laughs> going to get quick scoped in it, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of exciting jerseys. We're a couple of weeks from games. And I hope, yeah, we get that happening because as much as we like to see it happening, the virus. Coronavirus! Basketball is a poor man's netball. Yeah. What about Suncorp? Let's, let's, talk, let's talk about Suncorp Super Netball. Who do you reckon is going to win this season, boys? It's got to be the Thunderbirds. They're looking elite. Probably the Thunderbirds. Yeah. Who's yeah, that guy? Well, I don't know anything about Netball. The Thunderbirds are those puppets. That... The Suzuki Swifts. <laughs> the Suzuki Swifts are looking in quality as well. No, we can't bash the Netball because it's an elite sport. And you also can't what a simp. Mm. Next topic. <laughs> Next topic. Now, this is an exciting one this is a bit controversial so I just want to get the boys take on all of this it's tennis time soon 
I, uh, I am I sitting th- out of this conversation. No worries. <laughs> About time you shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> that was just a joke. <laughs> if I had a microphone, I'd be so annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Australian Open starts in February, of course, in, in Melbourne. It does. Which is, is extremely good exciting. Good. Announced by uh, Tennis SA. Uh, international players will have to have a 14-day quarantine. Mm-hmm. in a hotel. Yeah. Uh, Tennis Australia will reportedly not ask players to take a wage hit as they come over. So there's a $71 million prize pool Million for the Australian Open, which includes $100,000 for a first round exit. How crazy is that? That's I, insane. I, I, remember, I remember three or four years ago getting knocked down the first round was thirty grand. Yeah. Now it's a hundred. You, you, you rock up to that tournament and get into it, you made your money. Of getting over there is, mm. you know, it's worth your actual trip. But this 14 is fourteen days of quarantine for at least hundred thousand. But that but that money like though, because mm. inevitably not every right. top, every not top, like every top player is not going to travel mm. for it. And that's the thing that because tennis Australia are not taking or taking a hit in regards to how much money they're putting in their prize pool, they're keeping it at seventy one million. It's estimated that Tennis Australia will go into millions of dollars of debt in order to pay for flights, hotels, and food. So, $4 million if you win the Australian Open. That is a ridiculous amount of money. This is the problem. You know, like, I don't think it should fall on Tennis Australia to pay for those quarantines. I think if it's a a government order to have people quarantine, Mm. they should just be treated like every other person who enters the enters the state surely and the government pay for their quarantine I understand that you know hosting all the facilities and stuff should still be on Tennis SA but surely the government's got to back the event if they're still going to have it on but also it's estimated that within the next five years if a Tennis Australia goes into debt the hardest affected areas will be grassroots tennis so clubs mm. at the bottom end of the pyramid won't be receiving as much funding as they have in the past purely so that they can pay the big boys the most money. So the question I pose to the Shedcast tonight, should these tennis players take a pay cut or even pay for their own quarantine, food, travel, that kind of thing? I must say, and look, I'm I'm, I'm a massive tennis fan. You and I, obviously, the two that probably follow it the most. Mm. But I actually think the behaviour of a lot of tennis players this year has been quite disgraceful, They're Like just as elite sport people. like I can't believe people like Novak Djokovic and... Like, you know, these top players have done what they've done this year. I find it unbelievable. You know, like, but, and you look at... You look, sorry, I was going to say, do you want to elaborate further? Cause so, so basically, when co- when COVID started, probably we were, what, we were like two or three months into it, um, Novak Djokovic decided to get players from all around Europe to come together for a tournament. Ah, uh, yes, I do remember this. Oh, a yeah, tournament. Um, now he's done the tournament. Someone's got COVID, players got COVID throughout the tournament, continued playing throughout the tournament... And then that players attended a party when you're not allowed to have parties, mm. and everyone got it. Yeah, and I think it's just it's grossly irresponsible. Obviously, I I know for me like sport is very important for my mental health. Like I I really enjoy watching sport, but I'm not that desperate to put people's lives at risk to watch some tennis. Mm. So, but I agree with I agree. Like I think to an extent they should pay, and like come on, they should take a cut. I mean, but the thing is, there's 71 million in the prize pool, but that, and the, that doesn't include 
all the additional costs that Tennis Australia. It's it's hard though because if a player gets knocked down, you say to them, "Oh, you're going to have to take twenty grand instead of a hundred grand." The problem is that their costs are bringing their trainers over, you know, nutritionist physicians, flying over, and you know, getting all their accommodation mm. sorted. They don't. They lose money. Yeah. So why would they come over? Yeah, exactly. And that's a problem. You won't have a full field of players to play. It's just one of those situations where you can't really win, isn't it? No. Because if you put down the prize pool, the big boys won't come. Yeah, it's a rock and a hard place for the Victorian government. Mm. But I think that look, I think they did the right thing by telling them you can't come before New Year, because I believe yeah, Victorians should be able to come home first to see their families for Christmas Absolutely. and New Year's. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no big, no big sport tournament at whatever it is is above normal people who, you know, obviously you know like if you're obviously like Victorian SA have been split for what nine months, and you know, you've only just got a chance to see your family. So it's like, yeah, and there'd be so many stories around Australia of that and internationally. So that becomes before everything. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I hope that the players who do come into Australia do respect what is expected from them in terms of being responsible, you know, in terms of, like, attendance with, you know, whether it's friends of theirs visiting from Australia, you know, like like you said before, Kane, about the party with Novak Djokovic. Mm. You know, you hope that doesn't happen again, especially here, mm. you know. Because then it just I mean, throws us all into I understand. Mm. I understand, like, what you said about, you know, paying for nutritionists and whatnot, but maybe at least 10% of a pay cut Oh, no, that, I, that wouldn't hurt I agree with like, the pay cut I'm just saying like it gets to a point that's what I'm saying yeah. Luke it's a rock and a hard place you get to a point where you cut the prize pool so far back that there's no incentive for big players to come because if yeah. Djokovic goes if I bring my team of 20 people down to Australia then I lose in the shot round one defeat I'm you know I've lost 100 grand yeah. bringing everyone down here so they, they won't want to risk that that's but it should be about the love of the sport. Yeah, That's but why we know sports. Is. Sports are business, it's especially when we're at a time where <laughs> things are very tight. You know, people have lost like a their twig. jobs and people were losing loved ones. You know, you, know, oh, you, fuck now, you still want to have entertainment, but you still want to stop with the ASMR. You want Sorry. people to at least be respectful and responsible mm. what they do. You know, spot on. I mean. Uh, sure, you you put your body on the line to play a sport you love, but you know, give credit where people are just barely surviving. Yeah. Well, and look, Luke and I know we we both played club tennis before. That club tennis oh, is the experts. No, I'm I'm just saying we talk about grassroots being affected the most. Well, those, like, those those clubs are really tight knit and like. A lot of people really like use them as a sanctuary to go to, and you know I know people at my work that play tennis and that use their weekend. That's what they look forward to. So to cut that away from them just for to see a tournament and to cut it for you know it's not a one year thing; it's a multiple year thing. Yeah. And you know if you think about it, if if the reason you don't get to play a tennis cup final this year is because fucking. Serena Williams or Roger Federer, you know, needed to be flown over here on a private jet, mm. then, you know, That's it's a, a bit ridiculous. Yeah. But anyway. Especially yeah. if it's their own vehicle, you know, that they mm. own it. Yeah. Mm. Spot on. Um, I just want to give a shout out, if we're talking sport and health, Carl Anthony Towns, uh, I think, is probably the perfect example on that. 
um, including his mum, has lost seven family members to COVID this year. Um, and I think how rough and how much he's struggling is probably puts emphasis on how much health is more important than mm. the sport. We've got, so. a, we've got a lucky in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we certainly do. Because, like, as much as Americans... Look, Americans are a pack of dipshits. Or, like, you know, for... for you know, <laughs> Apologies to yeah, all our Americans. No, just, <laughs> just in the sense of, like, there's clearly no care to follow restrictions there. or It's mm. even in, in... Even in Europe, it's a problem. But it's like, you know, no one deserves to lose family members, no matter no. what. But it's a real shame, because... And we're getting political again, but it's a real shame because there are fuck China <laughs> because there is a real divide because there's people like like Carl Anthony who's had such an awful year and is trying to keep his family in the loop on what's the best thing to do. Um, and there's many pro- people probably the same as that in the US who want to do the right thing. And then there's yeah other things happening. But anyway, we're a sportcast. Please surely, continue. Surely the five week. questions are up and about soon. We're, we're almost on to the five we're questions. Oh, forever, my favourite part of the week. <laughs> mate, I haven't even covered half the stuff on here. We've just been fucking talking out yeah, of it's our fucking Aiden's Aiden's fault. He just won't stop talking, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I realise Aiden has barely said a word. I've put together some delicious multis this week. Oh. But first we need to talk about the multis from last <laughs> week. Now... I don't want to know if I I don't want to speak about Now, <laughs> the multi I discussed last week was certainly interesting. Uh, it was my $10 stake to then get a $681 return. That failed in the first game after Liverpool couldn't get their shit together and beat Brighton. <laughs> so, what about you boys? What happened last week in the multis? Um, well, uh, it's, it's just the same as you. Um, had my money on Liverpool to uh, kick off the multi in a great way. Uh, you know, the ten dollar stake almost got me two thousand dollars back. Uh, but it's not too bad though. Uh, if it was just Liverpool, like uh, Madrid costing my uh, quarter of a million, I'd be more upset. Um, I only got three of the multi, <laughs> three of the legs right. Out of shocker, out of a possible twelve. Yeah, out of shocker. So <laughs> it's not great. Uh, the multis this week though, boys. I'm feeling confident. Well, this week's multi for me, Kane. Have you got last week's multi there? Or? Mate, don't, no comment. No comment. <laughs> this week's multi, I think. How, how I much think did you lose last week, Luke? I lost uh, ten bucks. What about yourself, Kane? Oh, probably like ten bucks. I can't remember. All right, no, so we're no, already at a no, net no, no. loss. No, no, no. We want missed earnings. It's Give it. me the missed earnings. <laughs> I, do you want to, I can, will calculate. The, the three multis I put on. Gamble, yeah. gamble responsibly. <laughs> gamble responsibly. Uh, don't do this. I will work out how much I've lost here now from the three multis I put on this week. Um, Miss earnings, Kane? What was your missed earnings? Well, you know, someone in my multi this week called Getafe has gone, you know what, let's get a player sent off in the first ten minutes and concede two goals. So I'm, I'm out. <laughs> uh, I missed out on $260,000. <laughs> well then... Well, we are poor. My multi this week is quite exciting. I reckon I'm a good, I'm, I'm a pretty good shout for it this week, actually. Um, we always say. <laughs> now, my Newcastle uh, Aston Villa game has been void, of course, because that's been cancelled. Uh, I've got Burnley to beat Everton, which is clearly on the cards at the moment. Uh, it is. This is. I think this one's a bit risky. I've got Fulham to beat Man City Ooh. at twenty-one dollars. <laughs> I've got West Ham to beat United, which is very likely. Leeds to beat Chelsea, which... Possible. <laughs> yeah, very possible. <laughs> West Brom and Palace to draw. Sheffield to beat Leicester. Tottenham to beat... Sorry, Arsenal to beat Tottenham. 
Wolves to beat Liverpool and Brighton to beat Southampton. Now, I've put a cheeky dollar bet on that, just, you know, see how we go. And I'm really looking forward to the $8,413,669 return of that. I won't be on this fucking show anymore as of next weekend. I'll be off in the Bahamas. Joke's on you, though, Luke. You're going to get 250000 of that. Exactly right. Joke's on you. You're not going to the Bahamas because we're trapped in Australia. Mate, Mate, do you think with that much money you're going to care about COVID? I don't care. I'll spread that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Exciting times, but this is the most exciting part of the show, gentlemen. You didn't even ask for our multis. What multis have you got? That's the exciting part. Well, I'm not going to say... I'm not going to go into into my multi because that was a fucking oral presentation, him reading all his out. I've got a a 15-leg multi that gave me a quarter of a million dollars. It's not going to work out, though. Um, I've got a 12-leg multi, and I've gone for a little bit risque here. Please don't go through all of them. No, I'm just... I've bet on the Welsh Premier League mm. to try and stack up the odds. Um, I could potentially win uh, $50,000. Uh, so, up the Town United. Mm. Also, bet on George Russell to win the uh, Bahrain Grand Prix tomorrow night. Ripping odds. Mm. Get it. Lando Norris. Great stuff. Uh, now, the second most important part of tonight's <laughs> oh. podcast... The big five questions I've produced. Second most important. Yeah, after Kane's multi. Let's get back into it. <laughs> I've produced. I've produced five questions. <laughs> And Jesus. five delicious questions, and I'm going to ask each of you boys for your answers. Question one. <laughs> Olivier Giroud has 44 French goals, which is sh- just short of Thierry Henry's 51. If Giroud overtakes Thierry Henry's all-time goal scoring, will he become the greatest ever striker to play for France? No. Why? Thierry Henry's a better striker. I, 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 I'm, I don't know how many games they've played each for France, but I'm sure Henry's played less <laughs> I think, for France. Um, Henry's about 30 games in front of Giroud. Oh, right. Okay. So right. if Giroud oh, I, I think Okay, it, I think there's two differences, isn't it? Yeah. The, your best striker ever for France as a team? Maybe. But as like a best French striker ever, as in like... Purely for the national team. I just okay, think okay, that's a debate. They're that's... two very different players. You can't necessarily compare them. Yeah. Goal scoring wise and accolade wise, they are very similar because I think they both they both they both World Cup winners, and it'll just come down to the goal scoring record. But I guess you just have to look at who's had the big impact on it, and mm. I would have to say that's Henri. I'd have to say Giroud. I don't know. Did Giroud score a goal in the World Cup and still won it. Achievement. I know. You know I, what? I, I agree. No, <laughs> you swayed. You me. I actually agree with Giroud because I actually believe Giroud. I, I mean, I didn't watch a lot of Henri for. Um, well, he did have a good impact with his hand against Ireland, but. Um, <laughs> but Giroud, yeah, he has an impact for France when they play. Like you can tell, like Giroud's playing. Yeah, I, I guess I was looking at him more. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I guess just more outside of the sport, though. I feel that Henri is going to be. No, Giroud's a bigger legend. He got, he got, oh, yeah. he, no, he got Bible verses on his arm for his wife, and then he cheated on his wife. <laughs> like what? That is legendary. That, you know shit. what? Actually, you've just convinced that, me over what, to the Giroud side. Do that's do such a French thing to do. It is yeah, a French that's thing. So good. Man, fuck the French. But what the question? What? What an, what an ass on the bloke as well, do though. Do fish and chips come with chips? <laughs> <laughs> Dicolo. The main question was striker. Um. Yeah. I agree with what Cameron said about move it over you there. Know, them being completely different players, you know, the way they play. It's a very tough... Can I ask what's so funny? Continue. Uh, please continue, Aaron. Okay. Nothing um, funny is happening. Um, yeah, it's a very tough call to make, but... Um, I would have to say Thierry Henry, mm. to be honest, you know. Terry Henry. I'd have to agree with you as well, I think. Henri's just too legendary. Oh, but that's, I think that's a different it's argument, all... though. <laughs> I think that's just got the better, better legacy. I think Henri will have the better legacy, but if you're talking about... This is what we're talking about, striker for in, France. Impact for team. France. Like, they're both World Cup winners. If Giroud has more goals than Henri... In less games. Then... But um, Thierry Henri won a European Cup with France as well. Oh. And was also a runner-up in another World Cup. In France, too. Yeah, it's on. It's a, it's a question that you could just never really answer. It's a it? hard. It's too hard. So They're two know. different players. I don't really know why I asked it. Um, <laughs> our next question. Just going to switch it up a bit. Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, or Murray. Who's been the most exciting of the big four to watch in the last like, ten years? Ten years. Okay. Last ten years. Well, you'd say more Djokovic then, wouldn't you? I think Djokovic. Yeah, isn't Nadal more of a better player with the Okay, the problem though? I have with yeah. Nadal is he's a great player, but he does have a very specific yeah. surface yeah. that he's elite on. Like it's clay, the- yeah, but no, like Clay's he's he's good on. He finds it harder to win other tournaments, whereas mm. I think I think Djokovic and Federer are more. That's, I don't I don't follow a lot of tennis, but that's the main thing that I know in regards with Nadal is that you don't see him win like a Wimbledon or anything like that. It's more the clay services. Actually, no, this decade, Nadal's won some big hard court and he's won Wimbledon and shit. He's developed that in his game. He used to just be like a one surface pony. I think Nadal. Look at James, man! Look at James! Oh, oh my goodness! Oh, oh. I think Nadal. Oh. I think Djokovic has certainly been the best. <laughs> over the yeah, last, 10, last years. ten years. But yeah. the player I've enjoyed most watching most has always been Roger Federer. But like the how effortless yeah. how effortless he makes it look. Effortless. Yeah. You know, he makes it look very makes it look he s- makes it look effortless. Effortless. <laughs> I suppose you know the fact that he's what, thirty eight, thirty nine years old now, you know, he still performs as a top player. Yeah. You know, I, I would say he's probably not at his prime anymore, but you know the fact that he still puts in a lot of effort. Nick Kyrgios is the better player. I feel privileged he, he, to have lived in a lifetime where I can watch Roger Federer on my just, television Just those live. big, the big, like the big three. Like, yeah. Do a, you think Andy Murray is even in the conversation no, when no, you're talking think, about the others? I don't think there's such thing as he, he would be four. He would be number four for sure. Like no, I don't think he's. I don't think there's a big four. I think that I think that the other three he, is so he much. He might be mm. fourth, but there is a, a massive. Three. There's a massive and jump, fourth. isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Personally, I'm more a fan of Dylan Alcott. Next but. question. <laughs> <laughs> And Shout out, Dylan. This is an exciting question as well. The best 
AFL Grand Final that you've ever watched? Jeez, I watched some good ones in my time. There has been some rippers. Many. I've watched some good ones. Say the Collingwood West Coast one. Mm. That was a ripper. I haven't watched that many, so that's probably Mm, it's tough. Is it probably not the best? But I'm more a um, I'm more a the years of Collingwood St Kilda, Collingwood Geelong. Like that Collingwood St Kilda grand final that drew. I just I I don't know. Those games were like, yeah. Is it? Would you say it's better for a game to be very tight or better for one team to dominate? I like 2018, but I think the thing with that was it was one team dominated for half, the other team dominated the the second half. Whereas that Collingwood St Kilda one, it was. Pretty tight. He was neck and neck the whole way through. I like games where they're kind of. Still, always thought Collingwood were going to win, but that was what was fantastic about that that game is St Kilda coming back, and I always remember fuck like Goddard just coming out of nowhere, taking that pack mark and making that game a draw. And also Sydney West Coast, the two ones those those, two grand because they were they were unreal. They were tight. That was the 05 and the 06 was one, and they were like they were both. It was like the same game. Mm. Like they like were both, game. yeah, they were both mirrors. so tight. Those two games, I think uh, unreal. Had, I think we've had the pleasure of watching some great grand finals in the last twenty years, especially twenty fifteen. That's but, my favourite. But that's where so many times you wonder if. It... <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> but that's where that's where you just got to wonder where there's a script because, like those two grand finals, they ran perfectly to the script because those two years. Both those teams deserved to win a premiership. Yeah. Sydney West Coast, and they got one each, and it was just mate. And did perfect. boy did the West Coast players celebrate? Yeah, they did. They <laughs> oh mate, up, they, it's the smack train. <laughs> they're, they're actually still celebrating. Yeah. They're, they've ben never Cousins, stopped. Ben Cousins, ben Cousins is celebrating at the Magistrates Court. Yeah. No, it's going really well. Um, but we've got to give a vote. But like on what I, if I make a decision, um. <laughs> 2007? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> what a great uh, No, just kidding. Um, no, I like, I like Collingwood St. Kilda the draw, I think, for me. Um, yeah, uh, Collingwood West Coast, definitely top three with that. But I, I, I would say 2010 as well, the draw. 2010. Yeah. I, think, I think West Coast Collingwood was one of the best games, but I didn't get to enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> watching it live like I yeah. should have enjoyed Mate, a grand final all the boys in the living room were just going off their lids and the boys in Venice loved it even more I cried well, we, I'm, well, we were just, I'm happy to admit uh, that the, the thing was we were just we, yeah. we were sitting on our asses in Adelaide doing nothing with our lives so that's just how it is I guess exactly right next question it's good stuff isn't it <laughs> um, our next question number four which Football team, so we're talking football, soccer. PK, James. Would you? <laughs> which football team would you love to see never win a piece of silverware ever again in their history? Tottenham. We'll start with Tottenham. Tottenham, because yeah. they haven't won anything yet, and it's just it's become a bit of a meme now that Tottenham will never win anything. Meme. <laughs> what about yourself, Dickolo? There is a lot of options for me, but (laughs) I hope for Liverpool not to win one at least for a while. Or probably. I know know it's. Ever. 
I know it's not it's inevitable but um inevitable 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 <laughs> <laughs> the Premier League title is edible no, it's, it's, <laughs> it sounds like what you've been having Aaron <laughs> all the but, edibles yeah I would have to say that Liverpool what about yourself Bryce yeah Liverpool. <laughs> I just don't like Liverpool. <laughs> I've made, I'm, I don't know enough, but I still don't like Liverpool. Um, but I will give them this: they are, they have been fantastic in the last year or two, and it's been, yeah, kind of good to watch when they're on the game. Mm. Yeah, at the same time, though. Be willy, as Jamie Carragher would say. Liverpool. I don't like Liverpool. <laughs> Gary, what do you think? <laughs> You gotta speak like Gary Neville. I'm not a fucking arrogant man. Oh, I like on a gala Solskjaer. Oh, I have a wine. I don't know. Come on, Cameron. Oh, mate. Um, Cameron. Come, 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 Cameron. Um, if I never have to see Swansea or Bristol win at all, I think that'd be pretty fucking you good. Know. Um, mate, Swansea right. don't have... You're not in any yeah. trouble there. <laughs> what? I know, why do you think I'm saying it? Swansea what are Swansea have... gonna win? Well, they don't have Wilfred Bondi. So, 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 I think um, it'd have to be Tottenham for me as well. It's just too much of a giggle. It is amazing. Even if they des- like, they've deserved it so many seasons. If I have to choose a team that's, like, up there with a chance of actually winning... Uh-huh. I think it'd be pretty funny to never see Real Madrid win a title again. Yeah, that would be quite humorous. It would be pretty good. Wait, was this specifically aimed at Premier League? Or was this Not any just, t- just any team? Oh. Any or has that changed your answer, Ticolo? Oh no. Uh... Okay, no, good. Not really. Last question. Our last question for the night. Crazy John's internet. <laughs> what? Is the worst movie series of all time, and why is it Indiana Jones? And why is it? Why is it? I'm kidding. That's not the question. That's for another time. That's for another time. Man, fuck Marvel, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Next, last question of the night is: Is it realistic to believe that Australia could challenge for a win? In the FIFA World Cup within the next twenty years, could they win oh, the World Cup? Oh, well, oh I thought you meant just a win a game. Yeah, that's sorry. actually offensive. Yeah, my apologies. Do you reckon in twenty years' time, we could be having the discussion that Australia are even? Do you want the Aladdin news or the Aladdin news? <laughs> that's a Aladdin. That's why I have to pay a thousand dollars plus for under tens to play. Yeah, no, not a chance. Not a chance. Not a chance. Because the, the other countries, the countries that win it have, have like a pedigree and not like. You know that's all they play. Whereas here we've got we've got a diversity we've got of good young players coming through, but I don't think it's enough. We've just got a diversity of sport here, whereas these other teams in Europe. I can't. And South America, I can't even see us winning another Asian Cup. Can oh, I? Can I? In the next twenty years, I think Asian Cup maybe, but yeah. World Cup now. Can I ask? Do you what's think the, what's, what, what's the time for twenty years? Yeah. That's uh, maybe like one, one more, more Asian Cup then, but like that's yeah. that's still like a like th- three or four Asian Cups. Oh, away. the Arab teams are actually really good. Like they've been getting better. It's horrible, decent. Yeah, yeah. They, were they got those slippery gypsy players. <laughs> no, I, that's not racist. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Can I ask? Do you think Australia's team probably in the next twenty years could be better than they've had in the past? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's possible. Oh, I think yeah. it's very difficult to replicate the golden generation. I mean, you, you, you'd have to have at least half of the starting 11 in the Premier League to match that. And I mean... Or playing in big clubs in Europe. 
Tim Cahill was at Everton, wasn't he? Starting yeah. for yeah, them. Viduka. Viduka yeah, was Neal starting was, for Leeds. Lucas Neal was playing Harry in the Premier Harry Kuehl Harry Kuehl was fucking like winning a Champions League. Yeah, mm. So you had all these players in the Premier League. And now I think got, you, oh, I think you could recreate it with the young players coming through, but you need that. <laughs> you need that. Uh, yeah, like drive yeah, well, and like. I'm gonna say it. In five years, Mohamed Torre will be playing in a top league in Europe as a striker. Hello, that's a massive call. That's a big call. You heard it here first yeah. on the Shedcast. I can't, I can't wait for Mohamed Torre to be playing in like a big club like City. But he's like a right back or something. Mohamed Salah. Salah. <laughs> Salah. Um, Gracias, mi amor. Yeah. I think I think the big point that we made there was it's it's always going to be culture that stops us because mm. I think we'll have some talent come through, but it's but it's just it's, it's never going to be comparable. It's to exactly South like America, China though. Like China have been pushing this massive program in their country to get everyone to play soccer. Yeah. It's not that. still a shit team. It's because it's not. You like, gotta have. You gotta have that culture. It's, it's your culture. That's why Brazilians like they they all play it in their in the favelas and stuff like that. No, no, that's what they, that's what they all say when they get big. That you know that's, yeah, every, that's all the kids play. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Exactly good, right. good MW two map as well. Fortnite, I'm playing in the favelas. Yeah, that's where it all started. Well, those were the big questions for the night, gentlemen. So. That brings us to the end of our second shed cast. Now I reckon yeah. I, I think we're not on the ropes yet. I think I think Aaron's got a homework for us. Oh, yeah, what's the homework, Aaron? Homework. Um, Let's try, I, try and say it within thirty seconds. I thought of this idea the other day. I I, I would like to ask hey, the boys to come story, up with a line, the... lineup of their greatest possible team you could ever have mm. in terms of in the last twenty years. We have to preference that. Uh, we'll do. We'll do. I was going to say history wise, but well, we, we'll we, do, can't, can't, we haven't watched those plays. Yeah. It has to be the last you twenty years. I'll say last twenty years. Okay, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. The time starting eleven. Now, any formation you want, um, doesn't have to be just from the club you support. It can be any club of your choice. I can't any wait for Luke just to get... Luke's going to do the current Chelsea squad. Absolutely. <laughs> Kai Havertz is the most elite player in football Mate. at the moment. <laughs> no, he's the most elite maker. You can only... You can, only ha- you can either have Lampard as manager or a player. Ass. You can't have him as both. Stop me. <laughs> so, just to clarify, next week, the boys will have their greatest XI of the last 20 years. Are we then going to combine into a big Shedcast 11? Shedcast 11. We'll come with our topic and ideas. We will decide on our level. So what should we do? Should we do a classic four at the back? We'll do a 4-4-2. It's it's yours. Any formation of your choice. No, we'll do a 4-4-2. As our our whole Shedcast 11, that's the formation. We'll do a 4-4-2 and then we all have to argue with each other as to who should be in the team. Look, midfielders, it can be a 4-4-2, but those four midfielders can be wingers, they can be whatever. It's just a midfielder. Can we we mention some honourable mentions like... Players that oh, you I think that's going to be yeah, us. Yeah. Dis- well, that's going to be us discussing the like, <laughs> subs bench. Yeah, yeah. Okay. we're talking. We're talking about doing an eleven each and then making a shift yeah. past eleven. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, so of course we're going to have honourable. We'll match. produce our elevens. We'll put them up somewhere, and then we'll go right strikers. We've got five different it's strikers. Okay. We have to get it all down to one, <laughs> and that will That'll make for a delicious hour and thirty-six minutes for all two of our listeners. So wait, the final. <laughs> So the final... Um, we will clarify that. Thank uh, you. Thank you, everybody, so Thank much you. for listening. Please check out 4pm chocolate on Instagram. Another episode of the podcast. We really hope you've enjoyed your time with us. <laughs> and we, remember... 
Fuck China and their tariffs on wine. <laughs> Come on, Shed House. Oh. It's Shed Cast.